Hey, and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today's podcast is going to be a little different, a little, you know, I just, just, I thought of this and I was like, you know, I have so many good stories. Um, I work at, I currently work at a retail and I won't mention the name. If you know me, you know where that's at. Um, but I've been there for quite some time and uh, over, it's got to be several years ago when I first started, um, the environment of it has has changed. It's done, and what I'm talking about specifically is like with people who take things or steal and shouldn't. Um, right now, in current day, there are certain guidelines that you have to follow, and um, you a lot of people will be like, "Well, why why is it so strict that you have to follow?" these guidelines, um, I mean, can't you just go and get them? And, and that's what uh, I'm going to share, uh, maybe one or two stories, uh, maybe more, I'm not sure. I'm probably going to off and on just pop in because I have several stories uh, throughout my podcast. I may have a podcast centering directly just on stories like this because I have tons of stories and I don't want to try to pack them all in and to one episode because... You know, then I'd have to be really short and describing them, and you might miss some important detail. But, uh, and the reason the rules are strict now of what we do, which I'm not going to go into specifically to, unless I just decide to later, um, is because of the past. The past is like, uh, it was like the Wild West. Uh, it was really anything goes in the past, uh, so many years ago. And, uh, one particular story was um, what they used to do, which they no longer do, is uh, they had a meeting with the associates, uh, primarily um, the ones they were going to try to use to help and prevent things like um, situations where people were stealing or fights uh, or just something. And the way they would do this is um, they would make an announcement over the PA about uh, for a code 500. Now, you, you and I, if you were not working there, you wouldn't know what the heck that meant. But once they had the meeting with you in the past, uh, they don't do this anymore. Um, they would uh, have you, they'd say code 500, and they'd say a location like uh, to the front of the store or uh, to toys or to garden center or wherever, you know, the code 500 was. And that meant for all the people that they had talked to, primarily men, would swarm that area. So you'd have, if a guy was stealing and he went out the front door, and they called Code 500 to the front, you'd have anywhere from every man in the store, which could at the time be up to 10 to 15 people coming after one guy. And uh, it was a good strategy. It was an overwhelming strategy. If you were doing something wrong and you think you're going to get away and then you have 15 people after you, unless you're a track star and can really burn it, um, you could get surrounded and overwhelmed pretty quickly. So the overall goal was to surround and overwhelm by numbers so the person would surrender and you can take them in to be processed. But um, on this particular day, they called Code 500 to the front. It was a slow day. It was a Sunday. Most of the average people that were there were not there. Um, we had a few uh, men and associates there. 
and uh, they called it, and uh, my wife, who also worked there, told me, hey, you better be the last one out the door. We don't, I don't want you to get hurt, you know, in case the person fights back or, you know, pulls a gun or gets a knife. So you, you know, you go up there, but uh, you don't get involved in it because it's dangerous. So, so I went up there anyway, running up to the door, and I saw the front person at the door. Well, this, our service area was located at that time at the very front door. And they said they went out there. Uh, a gentleman named Keithlin, who pushed our carts, he said he went out there chasing him, so I ran out the door. And I see uh, Keithlin, he's talking to uh, this man in a uh, van who happens to be towing a boat. And uh, this man is a customer, and he's like, yeah, man, I, I saw him. He went down there. He went uh, down towards the other building. And so then the other building was probably, uh, it was a long way away. It was, you know, four or five buildings away. And so, you know, I'm thinking this is the end. You know, this guy's already got away. We're going to have to just turn around, uh, you know, camp up for nothing. You know, uh, Keith Lynn jumps in the van with the customer, and the customer proceeds to drive our cart pusher down those building links. And so I have to decide, do I go back inside? And at the time, I was a young employee, and I was like, I don't really want to go back in there. You know, I'm kind of, uh, this is interesting. I want to see how this plays out. So I just start hot-footing it down on foot on the sidewalk down the other four buildings just to try to keep up. And by the time I get down to the other buildings, uh, the man in the van, the boat, and Keithlin, they're gone. They're driving out of our parking lot. And I'm like, what is going on? And I'm like, I'm not going to continue because this is like turning into a, a, a ridiculous off the property chase. And essentially it did uh what had happened was uh from keith telling me is the, the man in the van towing the boat uh, they followed this guy who stole something from uh, from the place we were um and then the, they had wound up at a nearby checkers where the van guy pulled up and keelan recognized him and he jumped out and uh I think this counts as a kidnapping. I'm not sure because here's a guy who, yes, he did something wrong, but he's left the property. Uh, neither of these two were law enforcement. And so they capture this man and, uh, you know, they force him into the van, which technically, if you didn't know what was going on, would be like they are abducting this gentleman. And it was like, this is a little insane. Why would, you know, they think this was okay? And uh, so they put that man in the van and drove him back to our front door. And he was brought in and took into our security room for questioning and to see if he still had said merchandise. But if he was a smart man, he would have dumped it where he could say, hey, I don't have what you're accusing me of. Or if he was a stupid person, he still had it. But um, needless to say... um, they chased him to that place. I chased him way farther than I should have. And uh, if that sounds, it sounds funny, hilarious, really. And uh, living it was crazy. But it kind of lets you know why uh, strict guidelines are put in place. Uh, 
Um, back in the past, uh, like I said, you could do things like that. Now that's sort of unheard of. Uh, do you want to do something like that? Yeah, you want the people to know, hey, you, you don't take things or you're going to pay a price. You know, we're going to come after you at any way we can. But realistically, uh, right there, if, um, you know, I, I never heard anything else about the event. So I'm thinking they, the person that they were accusing of stealing most likely did not make a uh, big deal about it. You know, he probably got let off with a warning, you know, don't do this again. And uh, the reason they probably did take it easy on him was because they realized that, hey, there was a couple things. Uh, most likely he was smart enough to drop the merchandise so they there they couldn't prove he had it on him. Secondly, he could have called the cops about an abduction because they clearly took him against his will from a different location to bring it back to the original location, which is not something you can do. Uh, law enforcement can do things like that uh, for an investigation, but if you're a citizen, you're not supposed to drive up and grab a random citizen and throw them in the back of your van and bring them back. So we didn't have any kind of special meeting saying, hey, this is wrong of you to do. Don't do it. Uh, this is horrible. Don't you ever do this again. Uh, uh, nothing. That was just a normal day at the time of what we did every day. Uh, if you had a problem like that, you would have several different uh, things, you know, that would be almost identical to that. Almost unbelievable. It was, uh, scary. It was fun. Um, nowadays, uh, I don't think that kind of tactic would work. It would bring a lot of trouble for anyone doing that, uh, regardless of their intent. So, yeah, so right now I'm probably going to stop for a break from a word from one of the two sponsors I have at the moment. And I'll come back with another story. Okay, we're back. Um, the next story has a little bit of backstory. I'm going to try to not rush through it, but I want to get to the main story. Um, I was still a new employee, and I, you know, I didn't know anything about people trying to trick you or steal from you. Um, so, you know, I'm thinking, hey, I'm just helping people out, trying to do what I can to make the customer happy. Um, a gentleman approached me, and then there was this drill he wanted to see. Uh, it was, there was no display at the time, and it was just a picture on the outside of the plastic container. But um, he wanted to take a look at it. So the only thing holding this plastic container closed is, of course, a zip tie. So, you know, being the friendly guy that I am, I'm like, and trying to help this guy out, this decide who wants the drill, uh, you know, I cut it open. So uh, I let him, uh, you know, take it out, look at it, and then the, he, you know, said, hey, that was pretty neat, or, and he put it back, and we closed it up, you know, and uh, I didn't think nothing of it, and he, he told me he was going to have to think about it, and so I, uh, but he had more, put it back on the shelf, but he had more questions uh, in a different area, so he led me over to the toy section, which was nearby, and, uh, you know, he asked me about several random products, uh, you know, at the time didn't, you know, didn't raise any red flags, it was just a guy asking questions about things that he might perhaps buy, um, so I said he thanked me and he left. Um, so I go back, you know, you know, in my checking on that because I know maybe I shouldn't leave an unzipped eye product uh, on the shelf like that. Uh, you know, I need to ask somebody if I need to secure it or get another zip tie perhaps. And um, 
when I get back, the, the case is open, the drill's gone. You know, everything in there is pretty much gone. And, uh, but the guy I opened it for was with me, and I was like, wow, it's just that quick. Um, it's, it's gone. I, I don't understand, uh, what happened. There was a thief that swooped in there somehow and got it. Now, that's some backstory to this next story. You know, it puzzled me for a while, that did, really. Okay, they, they called the infamous Code 500, so... Uh, it was a day during the week, so you have several men, I think there was a couple of ladies that actually went, and uh, several of the store, uh, like, assistant managers. I don't think the main manager ran on that one, but he had in the past. Um, so we had assistant managers, so I'm right there with them, because I, I was up front, and I'm right there in this pack of... Uh, people and I'm like who are we chasing and it's like that lady and she's way ahead of us uh running right outside the building to the right there was a Hardee's and then the main highway I was also beyond it so she's headed towards the main highway with a herd of uh Walmart employees chasing her she's carrying a bucket of pool chemicals um the hotshot manager who who was muscles and all that and thought he was all the stuff we were running through a garden center area, which uh, has little wood barricades built. They're kind of uh, shin or knee high. So he decides he's the stuff, and he's not going to step over that. He's going to leap over it. Well, his foot caught it, and he rolled all the way to the ground face first and does a roll. And, you know, you could tell it embarrassed and angered him, but he got up and kept running anyway. Uh, so we pursue this lady through the Hardy's parking lot, you know, with people like, what the heck is going on? And... Uh, we chase her across a four-lane highway that's divided. has uh, It has two lanes going one way, a middle-median section, and two lanes going the other way. And uh, we chased her all the way across both all four lanes on a no, it wasn't a weekday on this one. This was a Saturday. It was the busiest day, <laughs> and uh, there was traffic everywhere. We were we brought cars to a standstill because of how many people just randomly ran across the road at one time. It was like a herd of, uh, if you've ever been in the country and had a, a herd of cattle cross the road, uh, or you had, you saw on TV, like somebody stopping traffic for all these animals just across the road. It was the same thing, but it was people wearing, you know, the company uniform running across the road all at one time, you know, somebody throwing up a hand, hoping that the people will stop. And luckily they did. And, uh, they watch the spectacle of half the store nearby run across the street uh, they uh we there was a lawn john silvers which is a seafood place uh across the street and uh when we ran across the street uh, they finally captured her at the back of long john silvers or she gave up because she knew there was like a mob of people chasing her and she knew that she couldn't outrun them all so she surrendered, you know, and they recovered the pool chemical small bucket, which was probably 20 bucks or maybe a little higher. Not worth the, the risk. You know, the manager that fell, did he hurt himself? Um, I don't know. He could have. What, what if he had broken a bone? What if some of us got hit by a car? I mean, we did all that for a $20 pool chemical. Um, it kind of reminds you, my previous statement, why the guidelines are there, because things like this just, it wasn't worth running across the road. Uh, yeah, after you get so far, uh, 
pursuing them was not only dangerous, but it was reckless. Fun, really fun. Uh, something, if you live through, it was the greatest thing you've probably ever done. Not ever done, really, but <laughs> something that you just really enjoy. The, um, you know, they caught her, they escorted her back across the four-lane highway, through the Hardy's parking lot, all the way back to the store. Where, of course, they detained her and, and called the police. Uh, she foolishly didn't hide the merchandise. I don't know if she could have with all those people pursuing her. But um, she didn't ditch it somewhere where we couldn't find it. Uh, she kept it. She didn't drop it somewhere. Um, so we brought her back. She still had it. And she was arrested. After that excitement, you know, just pretty much right after it, I was like, I'm going to my lunch break. So, I, you know, I clock out, go to lunch, and I was like, running through Hardy's parking lot. I was like, hey, uh, I think I'll go to Hardy's. So, I go to Hardy's, and I go in there to order my meal. And, uh, you know, the cops are pulled up up front of our store. So, from Hardy's, you can see the cops up there. And uh, who, do, who do you think I see eating at Hardy's? Or, or not really eating, just sitting in a booth staring at the front of our store? The man who asked about the drill. The one who had me cut it open, who mysteriously, you know, he asked me about things that led me away, and the drill had disappeared. Um, he was watching the door like a hog. He didn't have anything to eat. He looked like he was concerned. Um, I didn't really uh, say anything to him, but I finally learned uh, a lesson. I was like, now it makes sense. This man was working with her. He led me away from the drill, and she took the drill and everything in there, and they got away with it. They got away with it because they worked as a pair. Um, he got me to open it, then he led me out of the area and kept me distracted long enough to where that other partner, the girl, she could take the stuff. And now they had, uh, I don't know if they tried to do it again or something went wrong, but they were working as a team taking things. And now that the cops were involved, um, he didn't try to help her at all. He did not even you know, go up there, uh, he just watched, because I kind of sat where I could keep an eye on him, and they brought her out in cuffs, put her in the back of the car, and then he just kept sitting there, and he just watched as it all happened, because he, I think he knew that his partner had just been caught, and he was probably trying to figure out what he was going to do next, and um, it just goes to show you that uh, Sometimes you, if it seems weird, it is weird. Like uh, if uh, you are working a retail job and you're opening something that's normally secure and then they want you to leave that area, bring that item with you. Uh, don't leave it behind because maybe there's someone working in pairs. The people, especially nowadays, are really smart or bold and uh, they will trick you or just outright do crazy things to get you distracted from what's actually going on um it, the things like this occurred so much this is only a fraction of uh, the crazy stories that i've lived and been a part of um and i'm you know i'm also going to do future podcasts not only about the people who are stealing but just the eccentric strange customers things that they they did or said uh, that was like holy cow you know the, what is is this even real why is this person reacting this way and um, you know so that's what I'm going to do some of those in the future I mean uh, mostly I'm going to be talking about uh, you know of course Transformers and uh, all the stuff I like 
And then just things like this that just pop out of my mind that I want to talk about. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the two of only the many retail thief stories that I have. Um, they are just as I, pretty much describing them sounds crazy and incredible. And I'm probably not doing them half the justice of living them. Um, I'm sure if you've ever been at a store and you've seen some sort of person being detained because they've done something wrong and it got loud, you were like, what's going on over there? And you're only seeing a piece of uh, what's happened. Uh, and uh, sometimes uh, you, retail people, if you are a retail person, you get frustrated because you wish you could do more and you don't understand why the guidelines are so strict. Um, like two, uh, two examples in this podcast of why they're so strict. Uh, well, so, well, actually several examples, should I say, not just two. Um, first, um, there was an abduction or kidnapping committed in the first story, which could have endangered the lives of the people involved, whether if guns or knives were involved. Uh, the second story, um, the manager fell over a barrier trying to catch this person. He could have broken or hurt or severely injured himself. Uh, a busy highway, people could have been ran over, multiple people, because, you know, not everyone is alert when they're driving, and, uh... You basically could have had multiple accidents all because of one little piece of merchandise. Um, overall, you know, that is why if you're in retail, you're frustrated uh, because, oh my God, I wish they could do this. Or if you're a customer, you're like, why don't they do this to this person who's taking things? It's just wrong. I would just do this. It's like, um, there are certain ways you have to handle things because of they've been there in the past and they've done things recklessly and and it turned out okay mo for the most part for me um i have heard stories of uh where when the the cowboy days as i call them were starting to end um where an employee was stabbed or shot doing things like this not at our store but at different stores across the country and uh, then you start having to think uh, about the safety of your employees and what are you doing right or wrong in apprehending uh, a criminal. Well, thank you for uh, and listening to the podcast. And if you listen all the time, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to end this podcast right now. And I'm probably going to go back to something entertainment related or transformers on the next podcast uh, unless i'm just so motivated to do more of these retail stories um, i'm probably going to pepper these in every now and again anyway so uh, if the next one is not a retail story then uh, there will be one in the future thank you for your support and uh, i'm going to leave off i go